a family favorite for three decades. The Bull Run Festival of Lights dazzles with two and a half miles of sparkling holiday lights. See more than 600 light displays, with new displays added every year. Ooh and ah as you drive through the winter wonderland, where it's always snowing, and come see the tallest light display yet. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 10th. Get your tickets now at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. So, I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we are open and we are ready. Speak to us what we need to hear and take out what needs to be taken out. Give us everything that we need. Give us everything that we need. Don't let us leave the same. Don't let us walk out of this building the same. Don't let us log off on any online campus the same. Speak, Lord. You're the God of the details. And we are ready in Jesus' name. Can you just release a praise for five seconds like you're ready? Come on, Denver. Five. Come on, online. Four. Three. Two. Come on, do me a favor. Just fist bump somebody close to you. Tell them, say, what you need is in the valley. What you need, it's in the valley. What you need, it's in the valley. Come on, let's go. Grab a seat. So our series this month is called The God of the Details. And we've been looking at Psalm 37, 23. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Hear me. God has into the details of your life. Everything about you, the who, what, where, when, why, and how. He's into the details of that. Today, I want to introduce you. We've been talking about Moses. We've been talking about the Hebrews. Today... I want to take a turn and take you on a highway. Somebody say, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get on a highway. I want to introduce you to a man that God, watch me, named Ezekiel. He's a man of God because I need you to recognize this principle. God is in the details, and sometimes God puts what we need in valleys, which means he will direct your steps to a valley. I'm already preaching, and I just started. He will direct your steps to a valley because there's something that you need in the valley. And for everybody listening to me, stop thinking that the valley is punishment. Your valley is preparation. I feel like preaching today. Stop feeling like the valley is God throwing you away. It's actually God equipping you with what you need. Everything that you need, God will often put it in a valley. So let's get right to it. Ezekiel 37 and 1. Let's go. Touch your neighbor and say, let's go, let's go, let's go. 
It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Stop right there. Ezekiel's name in Hebrew means God will strengthen. And for some of you, watch me, God won't actually strengthen you until it's time for you to use the strength. Because sometimes when you have too much, you will misuse it and you will not use it when you actually need it. So sometimes you'll feel weak right up until the moment it's time for you to use the strength. Because Ezekiel's name means God will strengthen. Which means sometimes you're going to feel weak, 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 weak until you get up to the moment where you got to use your strength. You're going to feel like you can't do it until you get to the opportunity where you've got to use your strength. And for some of y'all, you're like, Bishop, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, baby. I need you to walk up to it. Keep it moving like I taught you on Wednesday. Because when you get to it, he's going to strengthen you when you get there. Let's talk. He'll strengthen you when you get to the interview. He'll strengthen you when you get to the courtroom. He'll strengthen you when you get to the doctor's office. He'll strengthen you when you're sitting having the difficult conversation. The Lord will strengthen you. Because the hand of the Lord was upon me. Say, God's hand is on me. God's hand is on me. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. He brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. In other words, God says, Ezekiel, I need you to be spiritual. Because this valley that you're about to deal with, it's going to look like a natural mess. But I need for you to be spiritual. I need for you to be spiritual because the natural is going to frustrate you, but you're going to have to look at it through a spiritual lens. The natural is going to tick you off. You're going to have to look at it through a spiritual lens. So what does it mean to be spiritual? 1 Corinthians 14, 12. Let's just interrupt Ezekiel's story for just a moment. Since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit. In other words, since you want to be so spiritual, strive to excel in building up the church. Which means you're not really your most spiritual self if you're not building what God is building. Let's start. You are not your greatest spirituality if you're not helping to build God's church. Jesus said, on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Which means if you're not helping to build what God is building, then what are you doing? What are you building? What is it that you're spending your time doing? Because the only thing he said that the gates of hell will not prevail and not win against are his church. So how do we build God's church? How do we, how do we operate in spirituality? I teach you these five T's. Because this is important. Because when you get into a valley, these are the things that will be attacked. These will be the things that you think that you shouldn't do first. These will be the things that the enemy will try to get you to drop first. Number one, your time. Faithful church attendance, whether that's in the building or online. Whenever you hit a valley, have you ever noticed how one of the things that get, comes on your menu is, well, maybe I'll miss church. But it's funny, when, you would, when, when it was another time, that was never an action. But sometimes you hit a valley and now you're like, well, maybe I'm going to miss church. I need you to touch somebody close to you and say, I can't miss. I I can't miss. I can't miss. Whether I'm in the building or online, even if I got to catch the replay, I cannot miss. Why? I have to stay spiritual because anytime I hit a valley, I need the word of God. I don't come to church uh, just to go through religious form and fashion. I come to train so I can reign. I need to hear God's word. Come here, Bible. Uh, his logos is his written word. That's what he said. But when I come to church and I hear the man of God preach, I'm hearing God's rhema. This is what he's saying about what he said. And I need a word to get me through my valley. I need a word that'll tell me to keep it moving. I need a word that's going to make sense out of what doesn't make sense. I need a word that's going to help me understand my present. That's going to help me prepare for my future. And that's going to help me make sense of my past. I need a word. So I can't miss, 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 I can't miss. Because the one I miss might be the one I need. 
I can't miss because the one that I touch next to me might be the one that's going to write me a check to pay my debts off. I can't miss online because the word that I miss might be the one that I need the most. I need time. This is how you're spiritual. Number two, talent, serving. I'm going to push some of you to begin to serve. At Harvard Church, you can serve. In Denver, you can serve online. And soon, uh, and of course, now we're building the team in Atlanta. You can serve in Atlanta. But guess what? Atlanta's next, but it's not the end. Wherever you are, we are. So for some of you saying, well, man, I just wish I was there. Listen, you don't have to wish. You can serve online. The majority of our dream team is online. Why do I need to serve? Because when I serve, Psalm 92, 13, those who are planted in the house of our God, they will flourish in his courts, which means when I begin to serve, Jesus said it like this, the greatest among you will be your what? Servant, which means when I begin to serve, I unlock greatness. For some of you, you have to stay in your gutter because you don't qualify for great. Because the only way to get to great is through your serve. You got something that you can use. You got a gift. You got a talent. You got a skill. You got an ability. Well, Bishop, I don't have anything unique, but I bet you can greet somebody and smile. Bishop, I don't have anything unique, but I bet you can do some paperwork and get it done. Can I tell y'all, for what God's about to do through Harvest, we need an army. Let's talk. We don't just need people that are going to sit on their blessed assurance. We need people that are going to say, I got gifts, talents, skills, and ability, and God, everything that I have, it's yours. I want to make sure there's some people where you're not too proud and too arrogant to serve the Lord. Lord, whatever I got, it's yours. Come on. Would you touch somebody close to you and tell them, say, whatever you got, give it to them, give it to them, give it to them. This is how you're spiritual. Because when I'm in a valley, when I'm in a gutter, I need to unlock greatness. And to unlock greatness, I do it through serving. And number three, thirst, prayer, praise, and worship. This is how you're spiritual. Remember, he told Ezekiel, he says, he brought me out in the spirit. This is how you are spiritual. This is how you are spiritual. So doing prayer, praise, and worship, even if I don't know the song, watch me, I'll get into it. Watch me. Even if I can't clap on beat, I'll clap. Even if you can't dance on beat, you got to move your body, yada, yada. Why? Watch me. Because even if, watch me, I've seen people who didn't know, and everybody has done this. We've seen people who have been dancing that couldn't dance. They didn't know, about, didn't, didn't know nobody was watching them dance, and they were still dancing. What are you trying to say? Uh, in other words, don't come into the house of God or log on online, and then all of a sudden talk about, I can't do nothing. I can't move and just sit there like a bump on a log. And just sit there like God's never done anything for you. And just sit there like he didn't get you through a pandemic. And just sit there like he didn't get you the job you had. And just sit there like he didn't get you through college. And just sit there like he didn't keep you from dying from a disease. And just sit there like he didn't do anything. This is not a concert. This is prayer, praise, and worship. Which means, God, I came with my own praise. I came with my own shout. I came with my own leap. If it ain't no praise team, I'll be the praise team. You do, not, you do not just sit and watch. You have to engage. See, this is part of your spirituality. And when you hit a valley, you know what it's difficult to do? It's difficult to pray. You know what it's, when you hit a valley, you know what it's difficult to do? It's difficult to praise. You know what you do when you hit a valley? It's difficult to worship. But what if I told you God says you won't get out of it unless you do that? Mm. You won't be released unless you do that. Because your prayer, watch me, it's our communication with the Lord. This is why we make prayer for years. We've been doing it on Monday nights. And now with these pop-ups, we do it every day. Well, watch me. And have you noticed how as you're making this your lifestyle, that you're seeing results? And what hasn't changed, watch me, you've changed. <laughs> Even if the situation ain't different, I'm different when I'm handling this situation. So the same thing that used to have me hollering and crying, now I'm looking at like, like, like a free 5 4 You got the wrong one. I wish. Let's go. Time. 
talent, thirst. Here's the next one. Time, talent, thirst, treasure, faithful giving. I teach you about this every week. Faithful giving. Faithful givers flourish. This is how you're spiritual. You cannot say you're spiritual and watch me and you refuse to be faithful in your giving to God. In Malachi chapter 3, God says, come back to me. And, and they said, well, how will we come back to you? He said, through your faithful giving, through your tithes and your offerings. Will a man rob God? In other words, God says, proof that I got you is that I got your money. I'm going to say it again. God says, this ain't me. God says, proof that I got you, I got your money. Come here, New Testament. Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Which means, watch me, you cannot say you're spiritual. Watch me, and you're stingy with God. Y'all ain't going to talk, but it's true. You cannot say that you are spiritual and you withhold your tithe, withhold your offering. And here's the deal. I'm not just teaching you something I don't do. I can tell who doesn't give because they always struggling. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I can tell who's not faithful in their giving. Watch me. Because every time they need a way made, it doesn't get made. But is there anybody in this building or online where even if you had to go through a financial valley, didn't God make a way out of no way? Didn't he open a door that no man could shut? I wish you'd fist bump somebody and say, faithful givers flourish. And tell them, say, that's why I'm flourishing. Don't hate, participate. Don't be mad. Drop off what you owe him. Let's go. Treasure, faithful giving. I got to be spiritual. Have you ever noticed when you go through a valley that sometimes the temptation comes, comes to let me hold back my giving? Okay? But it has to be non-negotiable. See, when I learned the principles of giving years and years ago, it was non-negotiable for me. I, one of my favorite things to do is, is watch me, is, is when my direct deposit hit, my favorite thing to do is to take my phone out and do my text to give. I can't wait to give. See, while other people are looking at what they're getting, I'm looking at what I'm giving. Why? Because I don't make my living, watch me, based on what I do. I make my living from my giving, which means I can increase my income, watch me, and you can still be on the same job. You can increase your income, watch me, and be making less than you were making. But because your giving is how you make your living, even when you walk into a valley, the Bible says, watch me, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Let's go. Your testimony. This is how you're spiritual. Inviting others. You invite others to church. That's why I always encourage you to share. That's why I always encourage you to invite somebody. Who have you invited to church? Bishop, I invited somebody six weeks ago. So in the last six weeks, you ain't been nowhere. In the last six weeks, you ain't invited nobody. And listen, listen, listen. You inviting people all the time to different things. How is it that you can say you're getting so much and you're learning so much and you're growing? Who have you invited? See, if you're going to survive your battle, you're going to have to put in first in your time and your talent and your thirst and your treasure and your testimony. Say it with me. Say time, talent, thirst, treasure, testimony. If you do that, that's going to make sure you survive your valley. That's going to make sure you win in your valley. So let's look. Let's go back to Ezekiel. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Let's go to the next part of the verse. And he set me down. I could preach right through here. Because sometimes it is God that's behind your stops. 
but your stop is only temporary. And he set me down in the middle of the valley, which means I'm the same distance from the start as I am to the finish, which means I might as well finish instead of aborting and having to start over. I came to tell somebody uh, on this morning that you have are already in the middle of it. You might as well finish this thing out because to start over, you're going to have to go the same distance as it is to make it to the end. I need you to release this in the atmosphere. Say, I'm a finisher. Come on and say, and I'm going to finish strong. He set me down in the middle of the valley. Pay attention. God directed his steps to a valley. God directed his steps to a valley. God directed his steps to a valley. He didn't do anything wrong. But God says there's something you need. What's in this valley? Dry bones. What does this mean? Assembly required. I feel like teaching. What does this mean? What's in this valley? It's some dry bones, which means, watch me, this is a skeleton. They got my little guy here. My, you know, y'all know I like props. They got my guy. Pay attention. Um, this skeleton, there's all these little screws that are connecting this skeleton together. This is bones, and these bones are only coming together because somebody had to assemble them. Pay close attention. Whenever God takes you to a valley, he's going to give you something you need, but you're going to have to assemble it yourself. Come on here. You're going to have to assemble it yourself. See, here's what you want. You want God to give you the full final product. God says, I'm going to give you the pieces you need. You put it together. You can't even get full furniture. Watch me. If you go to Ikea, you're going to have to put that stuff together. You, if you go to Rooms to Go in Atlanta, you're going to have to put that stuff together. If you go to American Furniture Warehouse in Denver, you're going to have to put that stuff together. So watch me. If you understand it everywhere else, why are you confused when it comes to your life? Please elbow somebody say, assembly required. Yeah, yeah, watch me. He, he gave me, he, he, watch me. He gave me the bones that connect to the bones, but I'm going to have to make the connections come together. So God will give you an idea, but now you're going to have to take that idea, watch me, and you have to get the funding for that idea so that you can produce that idea, and you're going to need to get the team that you need to make that idea come to pass. Assembly required. You ready? Let's go. Verse 2, and he led me around them. Ugh. Around means I had to circle all of these dry bones. In other words, God sent me, you ready? Not only did he direct me into a valley, listen to me, he directed me in a circle. Okay, now for some of y'all, you're like, why am I dealing with this again? It is because sometimes in your valley, God needs to finish the lessons that you have not completed. Okay, he made me circle these dry bones. Watch me. And then he led me around them and among them, say among them, which means I'm caught up in them. Not only did I have to circle it, but I had to get in it. And for some of you, you are really good at avoiding things. Oh, God. So God will put you in a valley to make you deal with what it is that you need to confront, what it is that you need to get in. And watch me. And you'll have to get caught up in it sometimes. And the Bible says, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley and they were very dry. How many bones? Very many. Which means it's so many problems at one time. I can't even count them. It's so many things on my to-do list, I stop. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It is so much I'm trying to focus on that I, I don't even know where to start. But can I encourage you? More problems means more purpose. 
More problems means more purpose. Watch me. Why is there so many bones? Because you're going to build a skeleton. Why is there so many bones? You're going to build multiple skeletons. Why is there so many bones? You're going to build an army from these skeletons. I came to tell somebody what you're complaining about is actually an answer to your prayer. The reason you got as many issues as you do is because you're about to have that much more manifestation in your life. For every person where you got a lot of dry bones you're dealing with, I'm going to give you three seconds to lift your hands, open your mouth, and worship God for five seconds right there. Five. Four, come on. Three. Come on, YouTube. Two. One. Come on, say more purpose, more purpose, more purpose. More purpose, more purpose, more purpose. So let's go. So here's the question. What do the bones represent? Well, bones in Hebrew, the language of our own testament, have a few definitions. I'm almost to where I need to go. Number one, bones mean self. Shut your mouth. I set you in a valley of you. Y'all ain't going to talk. I set you in a valley to make you deal with you because you're so busy dealing with everybody else when you're on your mountain. I had to put you in a valley because that's the only time you deal with yourself. It's the only time you deal with your stuff. It's the only time you deal with your issues. So I put you in a valley. Watch me. And I put you in a valley with who? By yourself. I made you be in a situation of isolation so you can finally deal with the situations of previous devastation that you've been avoiding. He says, I'm going to set you in a valley of yourself. Psalm 38.5. My wounds stink and they fester because of my foolishness. So the first thing God does when he sets Ezekiel in this valley, he says, Ezekiel, let's deal with you. Ezekiel, we have to deal with you. Because you can be in a new situation, but if you're the same old you, you're going to turn new into old. And I need you to make this declaration. Say, I will not self-sabotage again. You are not going to mess it up like you did last time. You are not going to get emotional and screw it up like you did last time. See, maybe you've been perfect all your life, but for some of us, we can look back and say, you know what? I called it wisdom, but the truth is that was fear. I called it wisdom, but the truth is I was scared. You are not going to self-sabotage this time. I need you to shop that thing and make everybody around you hear it at your house, in your apartment. Your home, your office, I need you to just say it as loud as you can. Say, I will not self-sabotage. Number two, number two, bones, not only is it yourself, number two, it's the same. Okay. Ezekiel, I'm going to set you in a valley where you're dealing with the same. Okay. You're dealing with some stagnant water. You're dealing with some stuff that's it's the same situation. It's the same issue. See, for some of you, I know what you thought. You thought you were never going to have to deal with that issue again. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes God says, though, you're, watch me. It's over, but it's not finished. I'll say it again. It's over, but you didn't finish it. See, a conversation can be over, but it doesn't mean that we addressed everything we needed to address, so it's not Finish. And for some of you guys, says, I have to send you back through the same thing. Because while it's over, it is not finished. Song of Solomon 2.15. Catch us the little foxes that spoil the vines. What does this mean? They destroy the connection between the soil and the grapes when they're ripe. When they're ripe. When they're ripe. For our vines have tender grapes. Now, here's what fox means. A fox is a verb. The word fox, it means this. It means to baffle. It means to deceive. It means to evade. But pay attention. It means you're drawn to it. Okay. I, 
need y'all look, 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 look. Tender grapes mean these jokers are ripe. I don't know about you, but I love some grapes. Anybody else? Low calorie and hot. Listen, listen, they'll fill you up. I love me some grapes. It means to baffle you. There's certain things that baffled you, so it's over, but it's not finished. You just did what you could do to try to hurry up and move on. But God says, I need you to get all of the lessons from this. It's baffled you. It's deceived you. It's evaded you. But check this out. But you're drawn to it, which means you can be drawn to the thing that's killing your fruit. You can be drawn to the thing that's destroying your results. You can be drawn to the thing, watch me, that makes you keep going in cycles and circles. Oh, God. And I need you to make this declaration. Say, but this time I'll finish it. Ah. That's why Jesus didn't say when he was hanging on the cross, it's over. Jesus said, it is finished. Because what I was sent to the earth to do, I did it. And for some of y'all, watch me, you're going to be able to say, my debt is finished. I feel like preacher. You're going to be able to say, my healing is finished. My business is finished. My money is finished. My self-esteem is finished. It ain't just over. It's finished. Let's go. Number three. Number three. Last three. Bones in Hebrew means pains. Plural. 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 He says, Ezekiel, I'm setting you in a valley of you. I'm setting you in a valley of the same. I'm setting you in a valley of pains. Not one pain, multiple pain at pains at one time. Now, why is that significant? Because sometimes you want to only have one thing to have to deal with. Sometimes you feel, I can't take no more. Wait a minute, if you've been like, I just can't take no more. Watch me. How do you know what you can take when you didn't make you? How do you know what you can handle when you didn't create you? That's, that's like, watch me, that's like, you know, I build something and, 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 I don't, and it tries to tell me what it can take and what it can't take. Well, I'm the one that built it, so I know what it can handle. This is why whenever you have a car or an airplane or any mechanical piece of equipment, you know what they say? Consult the manufacturer's instructions. Why? Because it'll tell you in the manual everything it can handle. <laughs> It'll tell you in the manual everything it can deal with. It'll tell you you can't put more than a certain amount of weight on this chair. So even though it may look like it's a whole lot of weight on the chair, the manual tells me it can handle more. Y'all better talk to me. And even though you can feel like I just can't deal with another betrayal, but what if that next betrayal was what was going to get you to your next cross, which is going to get you to your next victory? Let's talk. I just can't handle another breakup. Well, baby, guess what? What if you needed to have another breakup? Because right after your breakup was going to be your breakthrough. I want to preach to somebody. Touch your neighbor and say, you can handle this. You can handle this. You can handle this. It's a valley of pains. He sets Ezekiel in a valley of pains multiple. Isaiah 66 and 9. I will not cause pain. Stop right there. I will not, this God speaking, cause pain. Which means Ezekiel, I put you in the valley of pain, which means I could have stopped your pain, paused your pain, but instead I caused your pain. You don't know when to shout. Because I knew what it was going to take to get something up out of you. And is there anybody besides me well, there are certain things that when you went through it, while you were going through it, you were like, I can't believe this. And then when you look back, you were like the psalmist. It was good that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. 
I just need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that's been through something. I need you to make sure you're online with somebody that's been through something. Would you just touch them and say, it was good that I went through that pain. Didn't feel good. Didn't look good. Oh, oh, but it was for my good. I need you to just reach over to somebody else and say, it was for my good. Let's go. I will not cause pain without allowing something new, watch this, implied and better to be born. So God says the purpose of pain is I need something new. Ezekiel, I need something new from you. Ezekiel, I'm tired of this same old song from you, so I'm going to let you go through some pain. I'm tired of this same old complaining you from you, so I'm going to let you go through some pain. Y'all ain't saying that, so I'm going to knock at your door. I'm tired of this same old stinking thinking from you, so I'm going to cause some pain. I'm tired of this same old sad love song back in the day. I'm tired of hearing this same thing from you. So I need to create something new, and I need to create something better. And the fastest way for me to get that is to allow some pain. What's pain? It's an unpleasant sensory or emotional experience. God says, I will allow pain when I want new. When I want new, I will allow what? Pain. And not just pain. What is it? Pains. It's plural. Which means for some of you, you're dealing with some pain in some areas of your life. You need to say, God, where's the new? Where's the new? What's the new that's coming out of this? What's the new in me that's coming out of this? What's the new around me that's coming out of this? And here's the last two definitions of bones. He places Ezekiel and directs Ezekiel's steps to a valley of dry bones and tells him up front, be spiritual. Because as you're going through yourself, as you're dealing with the pains, as you're dealing with the same, it's going to be conveniently easy for you to become unspiritual and start responding like a natural person. And if you start responding like a regular natural person, you will misuse your valley. I'll say it again. You'll misuse your valley. And if you misuse it, watch me, God says, make a U-turn. Mm. You miss me. If you misuse it, you're going to have to go right back through it again. Um, have you ever been going through letting your car navigate you? Um, and when your car is navigating you, um, it, now if you're in Atlanta, this just happens, period, because they just always got something going on all the time. All right, but you've been letting it navigate you. You miss the turn. And because you miss the turn, it has to reroute you. And it took you, it took you from, when I was driving to our, 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 our Sunday night interest service last week in Atlanta, there was some type of construction or something, and so it, it rerouted me. Pay attention. I was going the route I knew, so I wasn't really paying attention. Pay attention. 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 I was going off from memory. And for some of you, God says, I'm trying to do something new, so you ain't, watch me, you don't have a memory for this. So I was going the way that I was normally going, and then, Covetta, you know what happened? Um, I, as I was going the way that I was normally used to, normally accustomed to um it said nope it's a reroute i went from going to be 10 minutes early by the time i was supposed to get there 10 minutes early to now going to be 15 minutes late why because it had to reroute me and when it had to reroute me it had to take me watch me some places that i didn't need to go to get me to where i was supposed to be and for some of you i need you to hear me do not misuse your valley do not mess it up now would you just plead with the person next to you? Just tell them, say, don't mess this up now. Don't, don't get unfaithful in your time. Don't get unfaithful in your thirst. Don't get unfaithful in your treasure. Don't get unfaithful in your testimony. Don't get unfaithful in, with your talent. Why? Because you cannot misuse this valley. Last two definitions. Bones. Strength. Shut your mouth. 
Ezekiel, whose name means God will strengthen. I'm putting you in a valley of strength. Pay attention. Let's go. Let's go. Ezekiel 37 and 3. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Lord, you put me in a valley to deal with myself, to deal with the same, to deal with some pains. But Ezekiel, in this valley, you're going to gain strength. You're going to gain strength. Because Ezekiel, some of the strength you need isn't just to keep going. Listen, some of the strength you need is to make decisions. Let's talk. Because there's certain decisions that you have refused to make. Because you haven't had the strength to make them. You haven't had the resources to conclude. Okay. You haven't had the strength. Watch me. It requires a lot of strength to decide to keep it moving. I, it requires a lot of strength to be mature enough to say, I got to make some changes in my circle. It requires a lot of strength to say, I got to do something different than the way I've been doing it. So Ezekiel, you're about to get strength. Notice what he says. Can these dry bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Well, what does this mean? Job 22, 28. You shall decide on a matter. And it will be established for you. And light will shine. Old school church. Shine on me. Shine on. Okay, y'all don't know that. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I barely know it. I just know that part. Let's go. You will decide on a matter. Come on, share on YouTube, share on Facebook. <laughs> you will decide on a matter, and it will be established for you, and light will shine on your ways. For some of you, the strength you've lacked is the strength to make decisions because you've been so wore down with yourself, with the same, with pains. There's decisions you have put off thinking that you won't have to make it. But what if I told you these bones ain't going nowhere? Ah! So you're going to have to deal with them. You're going to have to make a decision. Because we're not doing no U-turns. And I don't know who I'm preaching to. But before you exit October, you got to be out of this valley. Before you exit this month, you got to be out of this valley. Would you encourage somebody next to you? Just shake them. Don't hurt them. Just shake them online. Put it in the comments or tag somebody. Say, you got to get out of this valley. You will decide on a matter. And it, what? Your decision will be established. What does this mean? God says, there's certain decisions that if you'd make it, I'd send the support. I haven't sent support because you haven't made the decision. And it will be established. What's the it? My decision. He says, I would help you if you would make a decision. You're mad I haven't helped you because you haven't decided. You have let the circumstances, you haven't decided that you're going to succeed at what was given to you. This. You haven't decided you're going to succeed at the project, so he ain't sent no support to help you with the project. You, you haven't decided that you're going to succeed 
and get, get being 100% healthy and 100% healed. So he ain't sending no support to help you do that. You haven't decided that this is going the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year. So you're like, I, ain't, I don't see it. God is like, I know you don't see it because you haven't decided. You haven't decided that who's no matter who's with me or who's not, I will obey what it is that the word of the Lord says. And so, watch me, because you haven't decided. He said, well, I'm not going to send the support that you need. Because watch me, while you can play us, you can't play God. He sees your secret no. Y'all ain't going to say that to me? He sees your secret no. He sees your secret, watch me, lack of decision. He sees it. So because he sees it, he says, I haven't sent support. Send support for what? Because I know you haven't decided. Lord, would you just make it easy for me? Make it clear. I'll make it clear when you decide. I'm not going to, watch me, I'm not, listen, let me help some of y'all. Lord, just make it clear what decision I should make. The truth is, is you often don't need clarity on the decision. That's often clear. You need courage for the decision, which is Ezekiel. You need strength for the decision because when you get strength for the decision, oh, I'm going to send you the support that you need. I just want you to tell somebody. We only got one more. We up out of here. Just send somebody say, strength coming, strength coming. And this, watch me, this ain't a strength to go through. This is a strength to make a decision. This is a strength to decide, you know what? I'm not going to be sick and tired of being sick and tired no more. This is the decision to say, I'm not going to be stressed out about this mess no more. It's the decision to say, certain people, you've come as far as you can come in my life, but I'm not carrying no more grown people. I need you to open up your mouth and say, give me the strength to make the decision. Y'all excuse me, because for some of y'all, you're about to make some decisions. Decide to be dead free. Decide to be the head and not the tail. Decide that you are going to be better than the rest of your bloodline. Decide that you're the curse breaker. I need you to say, I decide. Last one, last one. We got to go. Last one, last one, last one. This is my favorite one. This is this, this my favorite one. Valley of the same. Valley of yourself. Valley of pains. Valley of strength. Last one. Valley of wood. Shut up. I don't mean it literally. What do you need wood for? Because you're about to build. I'll talk over here. What do you need build wood for? You're about to construct something. Remember what I told you up front? Assembly. I'm going to give you the two by fours, but you're going to build this house. You know what I'm going to give you the tools that you need, but you're going to build this business. I'm going to give you the tools you need, but you for to build this life. I'm going to give you the tools you need, but watch me, but you for to build this family. I'm going to give you the tools you need, but watch me, you for to build your future. How do I know my future is going to be good? Because I'm about to build it. Ah! Here it is. Ezekiel 37 and 4. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones, which means I have authority over myself. I have authority over the same. I have authority over pains. I have authority over the strength to make a decision. He said, prophesy over these bones. Say, over these bones. Which means the enemy wants you to think you don't have authority that you do, so you end up staring at what, you're, what you have authority over. Okay, let's go. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, pay attention, consistently. Which means the bones didn't just necessarily instantly do what he said. He had to be consistent. And for some of y'all, here's your, here's your faith assignment, is you got to be consistent. Watch me. Even when the bones, look, look, he just, just look, he just sitting there looking. He just look, look like he don't hear me. He's just sitting there looking. For some of you, this is what certain areas of your life feel like. They feel like skeletal, just sitting there looking at you, right? 
But as he prophesied, say, Lord, make me consistent. Ooh, this means I got to be persistent and consistent. Let's go. Make me consistent. As I spoke, as I spoke, as I spoke, as I spoke, as I spoke. Then all of a sudden, as I spoke, there's a sound. Mm. Bishop, why are you so big on us saying so much in church and saying so much online and saying so much in the comments? Why is that a big thing? Why do you have a stretcher? Why do you have a do all that? Because when you're consistent, watch me, and as you speak, watch me, there's about to be a response. And the response was there was a sound. Now, sound here is the bones are beginning to rattle and come together, but sound in Hebrew actually means complaining, which means the first thing that happens once I become consistent is that somebody going to start complaining. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. See, the moment I become consistent, there's going to be some type of complaint. The moment I become consistent, there's going to be some type of challenge. The moment I become consistent, there's going to be some type of issue. The moment I become consistent, there's going to be some type of thing that's going on. And I need some of y'all to hear me. Regardless of what's going on around you, touch your name and say, remain consistent. Remain. That's me. That's me. There was a sound, but it actually means there was complaining. Okay? And behold, a rattling. So I'm consistent in prophesying but I get complaining, and then I get confusion. Because rattling means confusion. Okay, you missed it. I'm in this valley, and I start doing the right thing, and wrong things start happening when I do the right thing. But if I'm not spiritual, I won't know that. If I'm not spiritual, I'll think I said stop prophesying. Ah! If I'm not spiritual, I'll think I should stop being consistent. If I'm not spiritual, I'll start thinking that your complaining means that I should cut. I'll start thinking that the confusion means that I should stop. But if I'm spiritual, I'll recognize the complaining and the confusion come with my consistency. Which means you won't stop me from speaking. It comes with my consistency. And watch what happens. The bones eventually came together. We're done. And I just need you to touch somebody close to you. Say, things are about to come together for you. All right. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Drop it in the comments and tag somebody. Things are about to come together for you. Bones are about to come together for you. And the Bible says bone to bone, bone to its bone, which means your fits are about to show up. The right people, your fits are about to show up. The right places, your fits are about to show up. The right places are about to show up. The right things are about to show up. The right ideas are about to show up. I need you to open your mouth and say, my fits are coming. My fits are coming. And the bones came together bone to its bone, which means everybody ain't my bone, but my fit coming. Everybody ain't my people, but my fit's coming. Everybody ain't supposed to go with me, but my fits, but my fits are coming. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Last, last, last two verses, last two verses. Verse eight, but there was no breath in them. So things came together, but things were still incomplete. Things came together. Where did they come together? In the valley. See, for some of you, you think that God's going to bring things together at a high place. He doesn't. He brings things together in a low place. In the, in the valley, things began to come together. There was no breath in them, so they were incomplete. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. In other words, Ezekiel, do what worked again. You just watched it work. You know what gets me as a shepherd? is to watch people see things that work, and then they stop doing what works. It's crazy because don't be the type of person where you have to fail, fall, and lose what you built to, to be convinced to go do what worked again. He says, it worked to get the bones together. Now prophesy, watch me, call in what's missing. If breath is missing, call it in. Prophesy, son of man. He says, say to the breath. 
which means whatever I need, I can call it in. See, watch me. You keep looking for somebody to help you. You just need to call your help in the spirit. Let's talk. You just need to say, whatever I need, I'm going to call it in. Watch me. If you need some faith, call that in. If, watch me. If you need some hope, call that in. If, if you need some clarity, call that in. If you need some courage, call that in. I just tell you to put your phone on your ear like you call it. Prophesy with your ass. I'll call it in. I'll call it in. Remember when we used to, now we all use apps and stuff, but remember when you used to have to call the pizza place to make the order? Yeah, you call the pizza place, you'd make the order, and you do it all over the phone, and, you know, and, and you know, they do all of that, and then when you could do credit cards, you could do the credit card over the phone. Some of y'all used to write checks, so you'd have a check for the pizza person when you got there, and if you was going through a little valley, you'd give them that check on a Friday and say, now, Lord, okay, y'all are going to say, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, or, or maybe you gave him the check on a Tuesday and said, Lord, now, this is going to take three days for this joke of cash, so by the time Friday, get here. All right. Let's go, let's go. This is prophesy, son of man, say to the breath. You can call in what you need. So question, why sit in a seat of necessity when you can make a call and get what you need? I, I, just, I just don't know. Call in what you need. For most people, when you're in a valley because you're not being spiritual, you sit in need and never call what you need. You sitting there hungry ain't call nobody. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You sit, you're sitting there saying, I just wish I had help. Did you call help in the spirit or you just hoping and wishing? Because hoping and wishing ain't calling. Ah! I need you to touch somebody and say, call it in, 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 call it in. Call it in. Verse 10, I'm out. And they lived. They started as dry, very dry bones. And they lived. They didn't just live. Oh, Skeletor. Stood up on his feet. He, he a little knock knee, but he stood up. <laughs> he stood up on his feet. Watch me. An exceedingly great army. Shut your mouth. Why would God direct me to a valley? Because everything you need, Ezekiel, for your next Ezekiel is in the valley. Everything he needed, God put it in where the valley he didn't put it on the mountain he put it in the valley and for some of you you keep lord just get me out the valley then you're not gonna have what you need lord i just i want to get out of this trouble well you're not gonna have what you need just sit right there don't go nowhere sit right there just sit right there okay watch me watch me watch me everything you need say everything i need is in the valley god puts treasure in the midst of trauma. God puts resources in the midst of ridicule. God puts everything you need, but he puts it in a valley. Everybody stand in this building and online. Everybody stand in this building and online. Everything you need, God has put it in a valley. I need you to just lift both your hands wherever you're at. And make this declaration say, everything I need, it's in a valley. Sometimes, come on, say it with me, y'all. Say, sometimes the Lord will direct my steps to a valley because the valley has something I need. It makes me deal with myself. It makes me finally finish some things. It makes me confront pains. 
but it gives me the strength to make decisions and the wood to build. Open your eyes. Look at me. Ezekiel needed an army. Whatever you need, it's in the valley. That's why bones means wood, because you're about to build something. You're about to create something. You're about to do something. Here's, here's a praise we're about to release, and I need you to go wild right here. We're about to release a praise. Watch me. Not for the end of the valley. You ready? We're about to release a praise while we end the valley. Because everything I need, everything I need. <laughs> Come on, would you just look at somebody and just, just slap them a high five, say, everything you need is in the valley. On three, I need y'all to go crazy in this building. Go crazy online. Why? Because when God sees you rejoicing in your valley, God's going to give you the clearance to get up out of it. One, are you ready? Two, are you ready? One, two, three, go. Come on. Everything you need. Everything you need. Everything you need. Everything you need. The joy, the peace, the money, the resources, the staff, the support, the team, the people, the ideas, the creativity. Come on, just look at somebody saying, it's in your valley. Hey, Come on, Facebook, it's in your valley. Come on, YouTube. It's in your valley. Come on on the app and the website. Everything you need is in the valley. Come on, let's just go to church for a moment. Say it's in the valley. Say it again. Say it's in the valley. Say it again. Say it's in the valley. In Jesus' name. Come on, we got to go. We got to go. It's about eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Wow, what a God we serve. Today is your day. This is your moment. He's not mad. He's not angry. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On three, you lift that hand up in the building. Online, you do the hand wave emoji. Just say, it's me. Everything you need, it's in the valley. Father, don't let us miss it because of where it is. Woo! Don't let us miss it because of where it is. If that's you, on three, you're going to lift your hand in the building, and we're going to shout and celebrate for you. And online, you'll do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. I got online ambassadors watching. Need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. On three, hands up. Or online, hand wave emoji, say it's me. One, two, three. Hands up right where you're at. Come on, church. Grape Street, let me hear you celebrate. Online, can you put a praise in the comments if you're on the comments? If you're not on the comments, just clap your hands wherever you're at. Everybody, everybody, say this with me. Say, Father. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Everything I need, you put it in a valley. I won't be afraid of valleys. Valleys are where I get victory. Valleys are where I get supplies. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take your phone out, scan that QR code, or text Harvest to 55498, enter the option for salvation. When you do that, we're going to shoot you 
a message right away to let you know how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you don't have a shepherd. You know I'm your shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America, around the world. We're a hybrid church, and the majority of harvesters have never been in a building. Harvesters are everywhere. Um, to my knowledge, uh, every continent except Antarctica. And I was looking at a report, so I probably should take that back. I was looking at a report, and I actually saw Antarctica on there. I want my Antarctica family to know I'm never coming to do a Friday night fire in Antarctica. Amen. I'll send somebody to play a video. I don't like this stuff. <laughs> I'm just messing. Let me not say never, because then next week I'll be announcing Friday Night Fire in Antarctica. So let me take the never back. Let me take the never back. Listen, listen. Um, when you join the church, what are you doing? You're just saying, I found my shepherd's voice. I know the man of God, God's assigned me to to speak life into my life. And what better way um, to do it, especially during Pastor Appreciation Month, to say, I found my guy. I found my shepherd. I found who speaks life into me. Jeremiah 3, I'll give you sheep, shepherds after my own heart. That's what the Lord says to you. You can text Harvest to 55498 or enter the option for salvation. Or excuse me, for join HC and be a part of that. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get your giving ready. If you're going to sow the seal, I want you to get that ready. And here's what we're going to sow. We're going to sow from Ezekiel 37. Our seed is 37. Our seed is 37. Our seed is 37 for Ezekiel 37. And all you're going to call this seed, oh, my God, I can't wait to get this seed in the ground. All you're going to call that seed is, it, here, let me make it simple, I-I-T-V. It's in the valley, I-I-T-V. If that's a little too much for you, just say valley. <laughs> just say valley. But I want you to be specific because everything you need, it's in the valley. I pray God change the way you view valleys. I pray God change the way you view valleys. Okay? How can you give that? You can use the cash app. Dollar sign Bishop Form with the number two. PayPal, VidMoselle, GiveLify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Mail it in. Field box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. Scan the QR code that's on the screen. I love you, Harvest. Thank you for being mature. And thank you for being faithful and dedicated and making it happen. Especially while we're doing these interest services in Atlanta. On Sunday nights um, this month, I'll update you on what our schedule is going to look like. I'll update you on that in the coming days uh, for November and December, our holiday schedule. I'm excited. We're going to do some things. Somebody said, we're going to do a little different. We're going to do a little different. We're going to come on, look at somebody. said, we're going to do a little different. We're going to do a little different. I'm excited about that. God is with Harvest Church. God is with us. I was telling somebody the other day about they were just asking some questions, and I, they said, you know, I said, it was like almost 2,700 people that got saved. He said, there's no way you could do that unless God was doing that. I said, I know. And I'm so grateful because, could you listen, a, a building to seat that, you know, that, that comes, that ain't no cheap building. What I love about us being hybrid is that it gives us the ability to reach people across America, around the world, and uh, the flexibility to be able to do what we need to do. I love you, Harvest. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your birthday wishes. Thank you for your past appreciation gifts. This month is a lot to me. Uh, again, it's my, my birthday, 17th ministry anniversary, pastor appreciation month, and the anniversary of Bishop Kevin Former Day. To God be the glory.
To God be the glory. Can we just rejoice in what God has done? And we're just getting started, y'all. We got so much ahead, so much to do. Come on, lift your giving to the Lord in the building and the line. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. Everything I need, it is in the valley. So thank you, Lord, that I will maximize my valleys. I won't complain. I won't be negative. I will maximize them. Change how I view my valley. In Jesus' name. Amen. Masters are passing here at Grape Street. Let's certainly be cheerful as we give online. You can scan the QR code online. And of course, you can also use one of the digital giving methods here in the building. You can scan the QR code or use an envelope. Don't forget our schedule today. 9.15 in this building and online. Online, 11.15, 1.15, 4 and 7. That's all mountain time. And tonight in Atlanta. Y'all make sure y'all pray for the interest service. If you're watching in Atlanta, you got family in Atlanta, be in that building tonight. I'm super excited about the experience. There's going to be a move of God tonight as we continue to build our team. All right, let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Go on the shalom of God. I love you. I'll see you later today. I'll see you on prayer tomorrow. Hallelujah. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.